You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Today, we'll hear from Amanda Height, founder of BTC Revolutions, a social media agency working with brands like Applebee's, Cinnabon, No Kid Hungry, Hail Mary Snacks, and many, many more. Amanda, welcome to the Brand Boost Podcast. How are you today? Amazing, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm so glad yeah. because I think I think you and I have been talking about this for uh, since the first time we did some work together and like, oh, I want to get you on my show, get you on my show. And it just, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened till now, but I'm glad because now is the time, right? Show everyone your watch that's watching. Oh, oh you don't yeah. have it on. No, no uh, I do. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, the time is now. Yeah. So for those listening on the podcast, Amanda's wearing a watch that says now on it. There's no hands on it. doesn't show a time because the oh, time yes. is always now. <laughs> Boom. I love it. I love it. Uh, Amanda is the um, founder of BTC Revolutions, an agency uh, that works with many, many brands. But there's a brand that's near and dear to my heart because I've worked with them quite a bit, as well as uh, you work with No Kid Hungry. And we'll talk a little bit about some things you have going on there because it's amazing work that you've done, you and your team. Big credit to you guys. But uh, specifically, let's let's jump right in. And as an agency, you know, because you're working on it, you're looking at brands from a different perspective, right? You're coming in as a third party and you have to abide by certain guidelines. So one of the brands you work with, which is Applebee's, which I had the pleasure of working with your team on numerous occasions. Yeah. Got to hang out with Jason Derulo. No, he got to hang out with me. Get it right. Oh, exactly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, that was amazing. And, you know, shout out and kudos to your team, you and your team, because you guys put together amazing events with Taste the Change, both in New York and then the nationwide campaign. But let's jump into that a little bit, not necessarily focusing on Taste the Change, but let's, as a whole, your relationship with a brand. How does, let's, how does that even happen? How does you, that relationship, I mean, they trust you fully. How does a brand go from, we want to do everything on our own to, hey, you know what, we trust our agency, go for it? Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, it's interesting because we started in this space back when people didn't trust social media and and weren't sure if it was a fad or if it was around to stay. And I think that it was a hell of a lot harder back in those days to get people to kind of dive in. Now, I think there's been enough kind of best in class brands that have had really successful campaigns. So, you know, your, 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 your brands are becoming more and more comfortable uh, jumping in. But even as an agency uh, signed on, you know, we go through the, the, the marketing agency world pitches, um, you win the business and, you know, out of the gates, they don't let us hire, you know, good-looking bearded guy like yourself to just come in and uh, do something like that event. And so you've, you've earned that trust by, um, you know, growing the community, by telling stories, uh, and, and there's a long education process too. And then I think that at, through time, like over Applebee's, we've been working for them for about three years now, um, as we've kind of gained their respect and trust, they let us do more, more stuff. You, you underplay everything you do. <laughs> that, so tell us a little bit about the other brands you work with, whichever brands, of course, you can discuss with us. That's uh, we completely understand. But yeah, what brands does your agency work with just to give everyone kind of an idea of 
the gravity or not the gravity, but the size of the brands you're talking about. Yeah, sure. Like, like, like you mentioned, there's somewhere under NDAs that we can't yeah. uh, talk about that. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's really, they just don't want uh, anyone to sell their social media agency. So if they know that we're the ones that I'm just, uh, just kidding. Best, we, it's no, it's yeah. Totally so, good. so we're in the restaurant industry and, you know, also with your trust question, there's, you know, we've, we've got a name in the restaurant industry. We trained a lot of people from the very beginning in the restaurant industry. So a lot of our clients come from that space. So we work with Applebee's. We work with a few of the focus brands, uh, Cinnabon, Carvel. Uh, we work with Corner Bakery Cafe. Um, and then we, we have this, like, huge humanitarian heart. So we uh, are the social agency for brands like uh, No Kid Hungry. Um, and, and then in the, in the restaurant industry, we do, uh, other movements as well, like the women's food, uh, food service forum. So we're, we're their digital agency too. So one thing that I have seen, and I'm going to, we'll come back to the, um, you know, to the nonprofits, no kid hungry and women's yeah, food yeah. service forum. Those are, by the way, for anyone that's listening right now, women's food service forums, WFFHQ, they have yeah. a chat every Tuesday, a Twitter chat, which I want to talk to you a little bit about Amanda in a second. Yeah. Sure. I uh, just wanted to plug to them. And then No Kids, no Kid Hungry, you guys do some amazing activations, which we'll get into later as well. But with Applebee's, one thing I noticed is you guys do a Twitter chat on Fridays. Yeah. And a lot of people are probably asking, wait a minute, they're, they're a food brand. They're, they're a restaurant service industry. Why in the hell and what the heck are they talking about on, yeah. a, on a, you know, a Twitter chat? So can you just tell us how that how that came about and what exactly you guys do and how you talk, what you talk about and how does it all work together? Yeah. Well, as you know, Twitter chats work right outside now. Now we haven't seen a lot of them work for brands until we started doing this type of stuff. But um, I, I think that we saw, we saw how successful Twitter chats were becoming online. And we thought this is a great way to bring our community together once a week on a regular basis to have them turn in. Uh, we can or tune, tune into that and we can announce things during that, but it's really not about us. Um, it's really about the community. So we will have, we'll have random just, you know, chat topics that have nothing to do really with the brand. And we'll bring on uh, guests that have communities. Usually, you know, the topics are stuff that appeal to our target audience. Uh, but we try to, we, we really understand that people are the medium. If we want to get them talking about us, then we need to just kind of provide a platform. We almost consider ourselves like the sponsor of the chat, right? And right. then bring in talent like yourself or other uh, uh, talent that people want to follow, that they want to want to talk to, and we'll have them be guests on those, those shows. And so it's really just a way to bring the community together, give them something, a fun experience to do. And so, and they really work for us with all our, our numbers spike, as you might imagine, uh, during those times. And then, of course, we leverage them for the brand. We announce things. We um, sometimes we'll do giveaways. Uh, try, you know, try new trials, try a new product. But um, yeah, they're great. The activation or engagement from all of the brands that BTC Revolutions handles is astronomical. I mean, if yeah. I were, or if anybody right now listening, watching was to tweet at Applebee's, something relevant, of course, not just randomness, but Applebee's, Cinnabon, uh, you know, even No Kid Hungry, uh, Hail Mary, which is amazing. You got, it's mm -hmm. like. Best snacks on the planet. Oh my goodness. You, Healthy by the snacks. Way, you got they're amazing. Oh, the, they're amazing. The they're so camp. good. <laughs> they're so good. Have you had they're their so like good. chocolate tarts? 
Yes. I had my first one ever at Summer Brand Camp in Texas. Amazing. They're so (laughs) sinfully delicious, but they're healthy. So it's good. But how, you know, like you see all these brands and how do you, like, let's talk, how big is your team at BTC Revolutions? You have about, I'd say about 30 total people. Yeah. That we work with. And they're all really handling the majority of the work on these brands, right? In terms of engagement and whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, we, the way we like to do it is, you know, we're a full service social agency. So we, we want to be in the room to work on big strategy stuff, uh, figure out the the social layer to that and then carry it all the way through to activation um, and execution. And so like Applebee's, we have the Applebee's reply squad that's on seven days a week, 14 hours a day, uh, listening in online to what's going on and just engaging with communities. Yeah. Yeah. That you have, there's somebody on the, the reply squad, ARD, like they all have initials, which I think is amazing. And ARD, oh, yeah. he's my favorite, he or she, whoever it is, my absolute favorite because they're, they get me. I feel like it's my friend. I feel like that's somebody that, oh, yeah. Just they, they pay attention. And it, what's really crazy is that they've paid attention to comments I've made in the past. Yep. They're paying attention to other things I'm involved with. So it's not just like, oh, yeah, let me engage with that person only when they reach out to the brand. Oh, yeah. You yeah, guys yeah. are going a little bit above and beyond. No, we're, and we're totally out. offense. No, we're totally offense. Like we we have what we call our, our community management principles. And it's things like be the biggest fan of your fans, uh, give them a center of the universe experience, make it really personal. And so we have we have a lot of tools we use to kind of track people and what their interests are and and so we're, and I don't know if you, did you ever hear the story of how the reply squad came about? No, but please tell, okay, I, I'm so, sure that everyone listening would want to hear it. Yeah. So we were engaged and, and almost part of the way we won Applebee's business is we were engaged on a project basis. Um, there was another agency at the time doing their community management and on their Facebook page, I, I didn't even know this was a thing back then, but all of these gamers started kind of trolling their, this gaming community Kids bored on a Friday night, they all get together and they say, let's go troll brand pages. And uh-huh. so we had, um, we had this gamer community on Facebook and they started trolling all the, all the, uh, on the Applebee's page and they're, and they're putting things down like Applebee's, do you serve battle toads or, you know, Applebee's hates dogs. And I mean, they're just random stuff that, um, and it was, it was, they're flooding the page. And so the agency at the time had said, oh, no, 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 we need to back off. Do we need to close down the wall? Uh, what, you know, what do we do? And Brandon and I actually caught what was going on. And so, again, it's a Friday night. It's over the weekend. Um, and uh, Jill, Jill McFarlane at the time um, kind of running their social. You know, she's doing her best to try to re- respond to some of these people. Um, and uh, I, we call her up and say, hey, do you care if we, like, kind of run, like run this. And I know it's kind of crazy right now. We think we could turn it around into a good thing. I'm thinking from a business sense, it's the gaming community. It's uh, they have disposable income, like they're millennials. You guys are after millennials. So we, um, we got on there, had to, had to Google what battle toads were um, and just started responding to every single person that was on there. So Brandon gets on with all his charm and is saying things like, 
Um, you know, no, we don't serve battle toads. They're off on planet, whatever, saving the evil dark or saving the princess from the evil dark queen. Um, so, and then, you know, make puppies. Are we, we love puppies, make puppies, not war. Um, you know, it, it shows a picture of your puppy. And so we just started like engaging and people were, people were astounded by it. They were like, oh my gosh, Applebee's has a reply guy. And over the course of that weekend, they started creating like digital memes of the Applebee's reply guy. So like one of them was like uh, the last supper with like an apple head on. I mean, that's a little, that's a little crazy or like Batman with an apple head or a guy behind a computer. And we had over the course of that weekend about 7,000 pieces of fan like design art that were posted on the wall. And, and still to this day, so you, you remembered a specific reply squad member we have, we have, um, you know, the, you know, there's people and in their Twitter bios, they'll, go, they'll say, you know, I'm going to prom with ARB. Um, we'll have, um, Wait, when we go to their, no, no, yeah. I, when we go to the, I want to date ARD, whoever ARD is, I want to date them. So if I just, AR, yeah, well, I don't, I, because I know who it is. I don't know that you do want to date him. Um, oh. but, uh, but, um, Never yeah, mind. but, and when we go to the corporate office and, and I'm not exaggerating, we go to the corporate office uh, we get fan mail for the reply squad there. So, wow, you know, there's there's great. fan mail that we get like written out to Applebee's headquarters, uh, sent to Applebee's headquarters for the Applebee's reply squad. People draw pictures and yeah. That is hysterical. Okay, now that is a cool story. That is something yeah. I had, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I thought it was just like an Applebee's initiative. So that's really cool to see uh, that. Yeah, the fans named it the Applebee's Reply Squad, and then or the, the the Reply Guy, and then we needed more people just to keep up with uh, the fans that were coming to talk to them. So this might sound like a foolish question, and yeah. we'll get into obviously something a little more serious in a second. But that obviously humanizes the brand, right? And people look oh, yeah. at it as like, wow, there's actually somebody responding to me. Now they know that it's not like Mr. Applebee. They know that there's people yeah. behind it. But what has that done? For Applebee's, I mean, I don't know if you can share numbers or whatnot or, you know, anything in general, but what has that done for, you know, overall, like, you know, awareness? Let's maybe let's talk reach because I know that's something that we probably sure. can talk about. Yeah. Um, what has that done for reach numbers? Like, has there been an exact study on pre-reply squad and post-reply squad? Oh, yeah. I mean, as, as you might imagine, um, uh, the communities have just grown exponentially since then. I think when we started uh, with them, they had like maybe fifteen thousand Twitter followers. Uh, Bruce on though, he'll he'll know the uh, he'll know the exact um, the exact number. And I think they're like at, at half a million um, right now. And uh, and then word of mouth is is the big thing, right? Is word of mouth. And so because of uh, the tactics that we use online with them, um, uh, we've we've gone we get about a billion word of mouth generated uh impressions in a month and 30 days now wow yeah that is that is mind-boggling and you know yeah. like i said you guys do such an amazing job anytime i write to applebee's anything i and it's funny because i almost feel like applebee's like it's like a friend of mine like oh hey uh, guys come along on the road trip with us or hey guys let's go do this and they'll respond and it's just funny like it, it's funny but again i feel like they're my friend I want them to They're, be. You're, you're a superstar, man. You're a superstar to the brand. Oh, yeah. Please. Well, okay. They let's love you. Fine, because, yeah. you know, let, let's not make it about me here, but no, how, okay, let's talk a little bit about Taste of Change, because that was a huge undertaking yeah. from yep. the first, you know, part of it 
in New York City with Jason Derulo and and the ex-ambassadors were there and we had 2,000 people in Times Square and that was all BTC revolutions or majority of it, right? Was all BTC was BTC revolutions put together. The, the, the social part of it. Um, one of the um, the amazing uh, things about uh, you know Applebee's is they have some great agencies that we all collaborate together. So I mean that was that was so much teamwork. You you have no idea. I mean we had uh, a digital agency, a media agency. Uh, that does digital placements. We have a creative agency. We have the Applebee's team. So everybody just kind of PR, kind of bring their strengths together to collaborate. And we plan these things months in advance. Um, and so that was that was a total teamwork. But but yeah, I mean, when the the kind of concept of putting fans on billboards, uh, letting fans periscope. Uh, engage with Jason Derulo yourself, having somebody, uh, we're really hot right now on this, making it very experiential for people. And we know that it needs to be about them. If we want them talking about the brand, it's not going to be just showing them food. Um, it's going to be, you know, go try the food, send us a picture and you have a chance to be on a Times Square billboard. And then we're going to send you a link to that. The reply squad, as you saw, was sending links to the their picture on a Times Square billboard. And so we're making them look cool in front of their friends, right? Uh, the influencers are there. We let them get there. I always say that uh, selfies are the new autograph. Uh, they, we sure. let them get their selfie with Jason Derulo, posted those online. They're going to share those because, you know, it's rad. So you made a comment about, no, I kind of knew the answer, and I just wanted to direct the question into this, but you mentioned other agencies. So there's other agencies involved. It's not just BTC revolutions. Cause you guys handled the social part of that, right? That relationship. Yeah. All social, all social media. Yeah. And so, so you have like the agency that does the creative for commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the media buying agency. Um, you have, yeah. So how does that relationship work? And I, I don't know of, of other brands that necessarily have that type of relationship where Hey, you all need to work together. We're third partying everything in each yeah. individual. So how does that relationship work? And you as an agency, you know, the head of this agency, how do you expedite your challenges, your questions, your, your marketing campaigns, you know, especially when you have to align with maybe three other entities plus corporate, yeah. how does that relationship work? Can you explain yeah. how that works? Well, first and foremost, and most important is you have to have a super brew on your team. Um, oh, brew uh, Jonathan Bre- Brewer, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I'll tell you what, the guy, uh, I mean, BTC wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for uh, House of Brew on Twitter. Um, he's he's an amazing guy, and he's really kind of led, and he's led this brand through this this evolution. He's done a great job, for, you know, from our end, um, but you know, and, and there are actually are, you know, Corner Baker, we have other, we have uh, Corner Bakery, Cinnabon, a lot of the bigger brands that we work with do have multiple agencies. And I'll tell you what's happened, what I've seen happen is um, at the beginning, you had your creative agencies or your digital agencies that tried to do an arm of social, right? Because they saw budget dollars are shifting that way. We want to take advantage of that, but they're just not best in class at it, right? It's not, they, they it's not their niche. It's not their forte. So I saw, you know, brands in the beginning kind of try to keep it all under one agency. Um, and then more and more, and we get calls still today, like, hey, we had tried to have our PR agency doing it or we were doing it in-house. Uh, we really want people that this is what they do. This is all they do is social. And so um, I think that explains kind of why brands are getting niche agencies there. 
And then, um, you know, what's important about, but it is, it is interesting sometimes, you know, working with multiple agencies, we have, a, we're, we're a great team, uh, with the Applebee's brand. So we've been through a lot together. It takes insane maniacal planning, uh, in advance, lots of meetings, you know, we go through what we call like a tissue session where we pitch ideas. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yes, probably shouldn't have. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we, we, and then we just kind of take some of the best ideas and build on it and work, work as a great team. You need a quarterback, you know, which is usually the lead agency, the lead creative agency. That's a quarterback that kind of leads everybody to that, but it could be really effective. I think it's the model that the brand should follow. So for brands listening to this podcast, CMOs, other agencies, what would you say to them if they were looking to enter into a relationship with one of their clients and something similar? Like what maybe your top three or five tips on how to manage that relationship or how to properly work together with a group of other agencies? Yeah, so... Um... You know, I'd say definitely what comes first is just building a relationship with them. So, you know, go out to dinner, bond, um, because you got to get along because it's going to be, you know, it just depends on if there's process in place or not. And if there's not, it just, it's really important to um, understand the strengths and the value that each agency brings to the table and where they should come in in the process and then just be committed to, to that, to that process and, uh, but but having strong relationships where there's a lot of trust, um, where you like each other is is really important because then it can get uh, it can get weird if not. Yeah, I I can only imagine that having again, everyone's kind of numbers or their goals are, I mean, would you say they're different? Would you say everybody has the same goal or and how does that relationship work? Because like let's say social doesn't hit the goal, how does it affect others? Well, how does that work? Yeah. So when you're doing an integrated campaign, like let's say taste the change two or, or even one, um, when you're doing an integrated campaign like that, usually what we do is we're in the discipline of when we, when we all pitch, uh, the activations, uh, we're also pitching what, uh, the goals are, you know, so how do, how do we see success on this? And what we've, we've kind of evolved to is really finding what we did personally as an agency to score cool points with the other agencies to kind of get buy-in is we said, let, we're going to show you how we can help amplify your results. So if, um, you know, Applebee's uh, media buying agency, the digital agency, if they have something they're running, if we layer social on top of that, we're going to get word of mouth impressions that they can add to what they're, they're reporting in their campaign. So we're actually just kind of amplifying their results uh, that we make them look better. The brand benefits because uh, people aren't just seeing it in one medium. They're seeing it pop up all over. And um, so it really is a win. Yeah, I, it, I think it's a win-win everywhere. I mean, just, just listening to how, you know, agencies can work with other agencies. I, I had the opportunity to come down to summer brand camp. Yeah. And you know, thanks to you and your team and, and uh, also TDN2K down in uh, Texas. And just to see other brands, again, those listening to this podcast are, like I said, CMOs, they are agency heads at big brands to see what happened down there. Like I want, I wish I, I don't even want to explain how it happened, but when I came down, that was my first time at summer brand camp and I'm seeing all these brands in the food service arena from, you know, like some of your clients like Applebee's and Hail Mary. And then there's others that you would think are 
well, not you would think, but are complete competitors, you know, like Buffalo Wild Wings and Chili's and Chipotle. And I'm scratching my head because, like, all of these people are in the same room, and they're all coming together for a very, like, similar cause, which is to increase or to to uh, give the customer better experience overall. I mean, that was the end goal that I or the end kind of message that I took from everything is here, here's how to create a better experience, not only for your employees, but also people that are coming into your doors. So it doesn't matter if we're all competing against each other because competition is good and it makes a healthy, you know, economy. So that was something I learned, but uh, do you want to talk a little bit about summer brand camp? Just, yeah. I think it's yeah, a really yeah, cool yeah. initiative that you put together and not enough people know that you do it. So, you know, um, you know, to, to your point on the competitive thing there, it's uh, we compete in many ways and it is really good to have healthy competitions so that, you know, you're it's just going to raise everyone that's involved when you're when you're competing, just going to re- raise the results of everyone. But um, also there's this like as an industry. So you, you talk about a couple of casual dining brands, you know, casual dining as an industry needs to do some big things. Right. So kind of working right. together and, and learning together. And, and I think there's more of a summer brand camp. I, 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 I've often called in the past, like the Woodstock for our industry's change agents. So it's definitely like the innovators of the bunch. It's definitely the people that think forward, think progressively uh, about doing business um, in, in this kind of new digital age. And so um, yeah, we, we come together. We always kick off that conference, and actually, it's a TDN2K uh, conference. They've uh, they've they've done this summer conference for years, and then approached us a few years ago to kind of partner with them in hosting that. Um, but um, it's about bringing the workplace, the marketplace together, uh, because we believe that they should be working together. And um, not just to get great business results, but also make the world a better place. And so we do that. We kick off the conference with a service event. So we always serve together. Um, so every year we do that. It's a great way to kind of bond with everyone before you go. We usually have a uh, talent show. Uh, I don't think we did that this year, but every year we've had a talent. Yeah, yeah. Every I was singing, love though. that. Yeah, yeah, you were. I was definitely singing anyway. Yeah. So we have a, we have a talent show every year uh, where um, we raise money for No Kid Hungry. I think the last couple of years we've raised over uh, $30,000 that night uh, for the cause. And so, um, and then it's great. The content's great, great speakers. Most of the speakers have like 20 minutes. Um, so it makes you, it's a really hard conference to speak at because um, you ha- your stuff has to be tight, right? You have to get right to, to your message. Um, but it's a community of people that, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a tight community, big hearts really care about uh, making the world a better place. And the reason I brought up summer brand camp was because we raised money for no kids, no kid hungry, which is an initiative that I wanted to talk to you about because I know you have something pretty big coming up next week. So talk to the audience a little bit about how you work with no kid hungry. And I would absolutely want you to plug the activation next week. Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, for several years, uh, uh, this cause has been near and dear to my soul. And I would, I would volunteer in the past, uh, for this. I was actually, um, one of those kids that benefited from some of the the programs that Nokia hungry advocates for. So I remember, uh, being, uh, waiting till the end of the lunch line, uh, to, to go through. So nobody saw my blue meal card that meant that I was the poor kid, um, and getting up ridiculously early for breakfast, which is still, 
uh, my favorite meal of the day. Um, but it, it, so it's, a, it's, a, it's something we're really passionate about. And um, uh, the organization that, that runs that No Kid Hungry movement is called Share Our Strength. And so uh, back in back in the day when I got involved, my strength was doing, you know, having social media chops. So we started organizing what we're doing again next year, or I'm sorry, next week, uh, these tweet out for No Kid Hungry. So September is dine out month for No Kid Hungry. We have restaurants across the country, thousands of restaurants across the country and brands participating where if you go and you choose to dine out at that restaurant, uh, they raise money for the cause. Um, I think the goal is to raise like $10 million uh, this month uh, for the dine out. And, um, and so it's really cool. Another one of those competitors all, all joining together around a, a common cause and purpose. Uh, what we do is we do what we call the annual tweet out for No Kid Hungry. It's a 12-hour kind of marathon to spread the word about the dine out. So it's to raise awareness. And um, I think last year, our reach, not impressions, like, reach on that campaign last year was over 50 million. Um, wow. So we want to we want to beat that. And it's where we come together around the hashtag No Kid Hungry. Uh, we share, it's the dine out map. Um, so there's a map you can go to wherever you are. You can find participating restaurants near you that you can go uh, dine out at. And, um, and we raise awareness. So we have a thunderclap going. I think you have the link to that. We have a thunderclap yep. going now if anybody wants to participate, but it's going to be on September 8th. Um, you know, we'd love for you to join. Uh, it's a, it's an experience when you come together in a community and you set a goal and you activate a goal together and you see that come to, to life is, is pretty incredible. And it's great to, to do something for a good cause. Yeah. I mean, the passion that comes from anybody involved, and this is, this is speaking directly to you yep. and your team, but there's so much passion. I mean, just working around your team and working around, you know, those involved with you, it's, you can't help, but like be inspired. I know that after I was around your team for the third or fourth time. And when I was in summer brand camp, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like these people really want to change the world and they're using their efforts you know, you're taking what you're doing with other with brands, you know, you're making money working with brands, and you're helping them with their social media. But you're also making sure that you're bringing awareness to other, you know, causes. Yeah. And you're, it's just, I think it's one of the, the most amazing things you do. Um, yeah, we, we, Amanda, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, no, go ahead. I mean, part of the reason that we started the company is to use it for a vehicle for change. And so hence the name be the change. So I, I've caught a lot of hell about the name of our agency because people will say, you know, how are they going to know that you're a marketing agency when it's be the change? And I'm like, that's just going to keep, that's my true North. It's just going to keep me, you know, we could, we could get wrapped up into the money side of things and become some big conglomerate agent or get bought by a big, but it just, you know, our, the whole reason we wanted to start the company is to, um, you know, provide a, a place where people could be work and be exactly who they are, but then also uh, make a difference and use a model to make a difference. So, um, besides your clients, right? Mm -hmm. What brand? What brands do you see they're doing a really good job? Not necessarily on social, but in general, you know, marketing, uh, traditional yeah, marketing, so, TV media. Yeah. Who's doing a really good job that you like? That you're like, wow, they're awesome. I'm. Yeah, so probably one of my biggest brand crushes is uh, Wendy Clark's team at Coca-Cola. Um, 
they they just do they do some amazing things. They're not afraid to try new things either, you know. And and I like that. And um, they really uh, they do a great job with this making it meaningful and really getting and and a lot. You know, the other if I if I kind of think of like who are my role models and and following to learn from. And this might sound crazy, but if you if if you want to know how to be great at brand marketing, follow what's going on in the political space with some of this stuff. So I remember studying the Obama 08 campaign. And mm-hmm. even if you look at um, you know, the Hillary campaign when they launched this year and taking the platform and giving taking her voice on a Twitter account, her reach on that, and giving it to a small business owner for the day, changing out her logo with the small business owner's uh, face in there and letting her tell her story all day. Regardless of what your politics are, if you really right. kind of look to some of those models, uh, some of the movements that have happened in those models, it really uh, you know, tells but, but yeah, Coca-Cola is probably my my brand crush. That's a good Taco I mean, Bell. I love a- Taco Bell too. Those folks are uh, we love the people that they work do, there. And Taco Bell does a great job with like Snapchat. Oh yeah. I mean, they're using some really cool there are a lot of really cool uh ways to activate their their fans. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, again, Snapchat's kind of up and coming. And I know is it Denny's? They use a really cool they use Tumblr. They have like a really yeah. cool blog on yeah. Tumblr. It's like way out there. So yeah. there's I mean, I like I, I pay attention and you see you saw I Brandon's like uh, example in his keynote with the uh the tum on Tumblr. It yes, was that's, like where I, that's where I that's came from. The stakes on high a stakes. couch, and it's just high stakes. <laughs> and there's like, if you you really look close, and yeah. You're like, what is going? Yeah, but there's like a Bob Marley. Uh, oh yeah. In the back. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, Imagine trying to pitch that to a, you know, executive team to you know understand. You know that that takes some trust too. You know, to be able to do stuff. And like it's that. working. Yeah. But it's working for them. Yeah. So I've, you know, obviously it's the right call. And you know, we see some things out there that maybe are. With some brands, they're like, why would you do that? But uh, somebody had to, again, I think you have to try and build that trust. So you've done a great job. Your team's done uh, a great job. And there's definitely brands that are doing it. And that's, What uh, is your... Uh, go, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I was oh, just going to say, you know, it, it, people don't realize how tough it is for agencies or even the people, people that do their, their social media in-house uh, for brands because there's this whole universe of like social media experts, right? So like all of, all of the, all of the kids are so critical. It's like, and, and I call it like brand bullying. And, and you have to remember, like there's somebody behind that screen and everybody wants, everybody, you know, uh, tells brands, you know, get out there and try these new tools. But then when they go and try and experiment, if they make a mistake, I mean, you know, people are, people are pretty brutal. So it, it's, so if there's brands, out, the brands that are out there taking a risk, I have so much respect for because, um, you know, not just internal criticism, but you also, you know, expose yourself to a lot online because everybody's an expert now. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Oh, I have a Twitter account. I'm an expert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a, I know how to, I know how to make a Facebook post. I'm an expert yeah. now. So yeah, I, I, I get it. You're absolutely right. And there has to be a little bit of, not a little bit. There has to be a lot of tact. I mean, we're still working with you're still working with executives that are, you know, maybe oh, set yeah. in their way. So, I, you know, again, I can't give you you and your team enough props for what you've done and what you continue to do with brands and taking it above and beyond, but also delivering on some really cool activation. And uh, again, the taste of change that I was a part of. Thank you for having me as part of that. Thanks for but, doing it. 
Oh God, that was awesome. They, I loved it. they love you. Everybody loves you. Stop. Stop you trying to butter me I'm up. I'm totally buttering you up, man, because we want to use you so much as much as you're, you're available when we do that kind of stuff, because, uh, the communities love you, uh, online. Um, and the clients, you're great with the clients too. So well, thank that, you. that's I, a hard I, mix I, to find sometimes. So, yeah. Well, we try. Maybe they won't love the beard. I don't know. Yeah. What's well, a, I'm just kidding. I, I like it. I have to fix that beard. Okay. So tell me this. So kind of maybe two last questions here. One fun one, one, uh, not so serious, but what you, what is your favorite? Pl- I know that you're not personally always really killing it on social media because you're too busy doing it for your clients but you say, for you you say my, my social my personal social media is slacking a little no i love your personal social media because you do a great job of putting out pertinent information but you're not on there constantly so yeah. if someone was like oh who's amanda height they may not know because you're not constantly tweeting but when you tweet i know that i actually have notifications for when you send out a tweet so like i know mm-hmm. when you tweet personally like i actually you're one of the very few people i have it turned on for because you don't tweet a lot yeah. but it's there and i know it's gonna be something Except important for on the eight but- <laughs> you might want to turn those off on the eight yeah <laughs> might want to turn those off yeah. right no, but really, what's your favorite platform to use personally or for your brands? So right now, I'm really kind of going through an Instagram phase. Um, yeah, I know. A little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love yeah, so um, I, um, I'm, I like Instagram. I have to say, like, kind of all-time favorite platform has been Twitter. Um, it's just you know, from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, uh, every time we go, if we, if we go through like BTC's greatest hits, there's a Twitter play, you know, there's, there's all these sexy new platforms that, you know, are great and we love using them. And I think they add to the experience, but hands down when we're, we want to get results. Um, you know, Twitter's just kind of always, always been the, the platform where, I mean, we giving Tuesday last year, raised in a single day for no kid hungry over about $130,000, you know, and if Twitter hadn't exist, that wouldn't have happened. And so, um, you know, and then in my personal life, I met my favorite actor, uh, from the newsroom because of Twitter. I mean, because we built a relationship on Twitter. And so there's just so many stories that I have personally, professionally of where it's come. And I know that, you know, there's sexier platforms now, but it's really, it's really probably been my favorite. Hey, you have to go with what works for yeah. it. I mean, yeah, there's sexier, like you said. I mean, there's people, there's a lot of people on Snapchat. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't think, I don't I think, Snapchat. I know, oh, I love Snapchat yeah. too, but I haven't made the connections that I've been able to make um, on Twitter. For sure. Like, it's just hands down the best. So I was going to ask you your favorite ice cream flavor, but I don't know if you eat ice cream anymore, do you? I'm, uh, I'm both vegan and gluten-free, yeah. so yes. I'm going to have to ask you your favorite sweet because I know you have a little bit of a sweet tooth sometimes. Oh, Hell Mary. No, and I, I, I know, I know that awesome. it's totally, I know it's totally my client, but yeah, they're, they're macaroons and they're chocolate oh. hearts. I mean, that's, and I'm, I, I haven't always been the, the person with a sweet tooth, but uh, I love chocolate and yeah. So that chocolate's great. Yeah. And they're, all their snacks are vegan and gluten free. So yeah, you have to try them. I know. I, I know you've tried them. I'm selling like Hail everyone food. else. Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you have to try Hail Mary. If you haven't tried Hail Mary, and I believe Virgin Airlines. Oh yeah. Serve yep. Hail Mary. Yeah, snacks. there's a lot of lot of places that that serve them. Uh, quite likely, your kind of local health food store uh, will have them. Um, and look for the macaroons in the refrigerated section. People don't know that, but um, 
make some good things to know. Yeah, yeah. Amanda, it has been a pleasure Thanks, getting buddy. you on here, yeah, talking to you. Uh, if there's, let our let our uh, audience know where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Amanda Height. That's it. Yeah, Amanda Height. Yeah, and now and you're, in DC. You're back. And you're in DC. You're working. Where are you working out of WeWork still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, cool. yeah we have uh, we have uh, space in DC and also in Chicago. I think we're getting ready cool. to do Los Angeles. So, yep. Nice. Look at that growing. I love to hear that you guys are expanding and you guys just do an amazing job. So keep up the great work. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. How cool is that? Some amazing brands. What a great job that Applebee's has done, Cinnabon, uh, even a nonprofit, No Kid Hungry. And really Amanda and her agency are the ones powering the progressive uh, mindset going into those, those campaigns. For those of you that know what time it is, it is Italian lesson time. Today, we're going to ask for a little bit of help. So if you're traveling in Italy, this is a good phrase to, uh, to understand. Mi può aiutare. That means, can you help me? Again, it's mi può aiutare. I always think that's a little bit of fun to do at the end of the episode. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please... Help me out. Uh, keep me going here with review on iTunes, brandboostcast.com slash iTunes. Your reviews and feedback really keep this podcast going. And a special shout out to my producer, Cody Stevenson, at The Cody Vision on Twitter. Thank you. If you want to tune in next time, head over to brandboostcast.com slash subscribe. That's all for now. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.